Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. Today starts the official countdown to Christmas, even though some of you have been counting since July. Either way, in just over three weeks, Christmas will be here. And let's not forget what also starts today. Today is also the beginning of Advent. To say the least, I feel this year, Advent actually feels like Advent. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Brian actually covered it in a sermon this past Sunday. In his new sermon series, he'll be taking a look at some of the holiday songs that mark this season and seeing how they connect with what we are experiencing today. And what better song to start with than it's the most wonderful time of the year? It was originally written in 1962 for Annie Williams' first Christmas album. It's safe to say this song has probably been heard every year since. However, this year it feels like it's actually true, at least in comparison to last year. Last year, many of us had things we wanted to do and plans in place, and a lot of those things didn't happen and a lot of those plans fell apart. As usual, we've been seeing Christmas decorations since October 30th, and for some, this is always welcome, but for others, like myself, Christmas shouldn't take place till after Thanksgiving. On the other hand, outside of my initial wide-eyed glare at seeing decorations on a hot November day around November 2nd, I found myself a little excited thinking Christmas was right around the corner. Maybe you felt the same way. As Brian pointed out, Christmas in 2020 had an awkward lead up to it. So for various reasons, this year feels more hopeful. The song says it's the most wonderful time of the year, and this year it actually feels like it is. Even Advent itself. Now, here's a quick explanation of what Advent is. I'm sure you know, but if you're like me... For about a good six years, I didn't know what Advent was, but I celebrated it every year. I'm pulling a lot of this from an earlier conversation that Brian and I had here on the podcast, but I think it's important to note that the word Advent does not appear in our Bibles. It's actually the Latin word for a Greek word that I will make no attempts at pronouncing. The Greek word appears in the early Greek writings, and it's a reference to the coming of Jesus, both his incarnation and his return. Advent itself starts on December 1st and goes through to Christmas Eve, and it's the time to both remember God for his faithfulness and fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies, and it's a time to look forward to when Christ will make everything right in the world. The Advent wreaths, calendars, and lighting of candles came along later as ways to symbolize the concept of waiting and to give us central themes to focus on for the season. The part that stands out to me in this is the idea of waiting. I can list countless songs about waiting. I can bring up having to wait at the doctor's office, but I don't really need to. We all know what it feels like to wait. In the words of a Green Day song, we've been waiting a long time for this moment to come. Okay, I had to mention one song, but it's true. Maybe you've been furloughed and are waiting to resume work. Maybe you're waiting for this pandemic to come to an end. Speaking for our worship team, we've been waiting for a time when we could sing without having to wear masks. And when aren't we waiting for something? Waiting on stocks to go up, waiting on gas prices to go down, waiting for the post-holiday closeout sales to start. Then there's that waiting for the Savior to come stuff that's in the Bible. You know, that whole middle section of the Bible where all the prophets talk about the Messiah coming and the millions of people who waited for his return, but when he came, it was sort of underwhelming. Though Matthew and Luke give us the detailed account of Jesus' birth, the Gospel of John gives us a good summary of Jesus' birth, his life, and his purpose. It says, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observe his glory. The glory is the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I love John's version of the Christmas story because instead of the Christ child being born, we have the light coming into the world. As John puts it, regardless of the light coming into the world, some didn't recognize who he was namely the Jews who were looking for a grand return of the promised Messiah. For hundreds of years, the Jews waited for their Savior, but they didn't get what they expected. They were looking for a warrior king, not a baby born in a manger, the son of commoners. However, that can't be said for all. Just after Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple to be dedicated where they were met by two people who had also been waiting for the light, for the good news. Luke 2 says there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace, as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, a daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Both Simeon and Anna saw Jesus as an infant and knew he was the Messiah and the hope of the world. Hope and having to wait go hand in hand. The Israelites hoped and waited for a coming Messiah, someone to free them from their rulers. Yet when he came, many did not accept him. Simeon and Anna waited just as the others did, but they knew he was the one they'd been waiting for, that hope was alive. As we wait for Christmas and go through this Advent season, we have our own hopes. I can't begin to imagine what some of you are hoping for, but I know we're all hoping for something. We've all been through a lot over the last two years, things we weren't expecting in addition to a pandemic. 
However, this Christmas, hope is in the air and we feel the true meaning of Advent. And the season of Advent, knowing what we've already experienced, our hearts are filled with hope, waiting with excitement to see what Christmas has in store for us this year. And I think these words from Romans 5, 1 through 5, put it best. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. To wrap things up, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Refresh Podcast. I felt this would be a nice start to the Advent season, and as I've said, this year feels more like Advent compared to any other year. As is customary for the holiday season, we have a lot on the calendar. If you've already signed up, don't forget this Friday is our Advent Workshop. It will be at the Grove House at 5.30. Also, our Advent Grow Groups are in full swing. Brian will be leading a group on Tuesday nights at 6.30 at the Grove House, and I will be leading one on Sundays after service. And lastly, on December 12th, we'll be having our children's musical, Aaron the Allergic Separate. The play will take place during service. For more information, visit citruschurch.org. In the meantime, join us on Sunday mornings, online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.